Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Jarf from Joe versus the Minute. And I'm Justin from After the Deluge, a Jackson Brown podcast. Oh, welcome uh, both both uh, new new people to uh, the show. Uh, Jarf, uh, you're actually yeah, as you mentioned, uh, you're a uh, you're a seasoned veteran of the movies by minutes uh, genre style, what have you. That's right. I'm a grizzled old veteran. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, and and you're kind of like our official or official slash unofficial <laughs> no responsibility co-host. For these couple for these couple minutes, I think you're going to be able to make it with us. That's right. I I am excited to whisk right in here and be immediately pro- promoted to co-host <laughs> with no qualification. Yeah. And uh, Justin, uh, you're actually part of uh, the network. Uh, this show's on this and this and my other show feels like Weezer. Um, and you you have your show after the deluge. Is that right? You said I think I think you already said that right. <laughs> For your exactly exactly yeah and i i made that like like immediately during quarantine and then have joined yeah. the joined the network since then and probably will do some little pop-up episodes every now and then and then gonna do something else new with the network sometime soon oh that's cool yeah yeah so it's kind of like something you, you kind of really had it planned out and you kind of got it all recorded and then just then, then kind of put it out and put it out with the network though too at the same time I put I put it out all on my own and then migrated over to the network with the idea of doing okay that, yeah which is exciting cool. yeah to actually have a a project like that completed is those feel nice because I do have my one <laughs> that I mentioned in my little intro uh, Watchmen minute but uh, yeah it's it's uh, yeah I'll, I'll be really interested to hear what uh, what other ideas you have in mind and because I I certainly have my own I think I mentioned in our green room too <laughs> yeah uh, down the road that. Uh, uh, I actually have two different ideas, and one is not really rock and roll at all, you know, at all, really. So uh, I think I'll be doing that first uh, pro- out of the network, but then, unless they really want it, <laughs> uh, but then uh, come back in for a kind of magnum opus. <laughs> Who knows what I'd do after that? I have no idea if I'd, <laughs> I might, might quit after that or only do what some people in our in our Movies by Minutes uh community do which is which is they they do one or two and then they just uh do a lot of guests guesting all around inside the community that's what i'm doing right now that's my life right now wow it's great i I really appreciate you coming on um but uh, and coming on for uh minute 76 here and it starts with finishing a song on stage very quickly actually and the band backstage and ends with Dennis talking about roots. That's a it's a brand new character in this movie. That's <laughs> what we go seventy six minutes into, and and we finally get. Um. So, like I was saying, it's 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 the the very the last two seconds of of uh, this little uh, uh, snippet of of a concert that they're playing, and then it immediately cuts into uh, the backstage room. You know, people, uh, the, the band, and groupies band-aids what have you william and and probably some roadies too i'd imagine uh, and certainly dick dick is definitely an important part of this this scene overall that uh we get the first couple minutes with you guys i like going into this minute you get like those like two seconds of that last song and i was i like identify as not really a fever dog fan but a big fan of Stillwater in general and i like that like that like i think that the song that precedes it is like a combo montage of like other songs it's kind of and i enjoy that montage especially like upon rewatching. it's like this is a cool band i like this band (laughs) so the question that jumped out to me Uh after that little snippet of music we get as they're moving into the backstage area. And I only know this because being a a great host and providing all this useful information to us as guests, or I guess I'm technically the co-host, whatever you sent the script. Yeah. And, and there is a very faint line that I never caught. Yeah. Right. All the times that I've watched this movie, but I saw it in the script and once I, I saw it in writing, now I can hear it. 
but someone, and it's credited unknown. You can't see who's saying it. So it's sort of either off camera or, or one of the roadies or something, but they say, they ask, did you see that chick's shirt in front of Russell? Yeah, so someone, yeah, someone that that same person possibly, and it could be even a different person, but it's probably yeah, it could person. be like in response, but it's yeah, like, Did you see that chick's shirt in front of Russell, fuck, and I must have wound back through yeah. the minute a thousand times wow. trying to figure out what are they talking about, and, oh, yeah. and into previous minutes too, yeah, like I right, watched the whole concert minutes. a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea? what they were referring to no yeah i mean yeah it's, it's such an offhand comment that that is like you say i mean it's so missable um upon just normal watching that uh yeah i mean i i i didn't i mean if you you say you went back i didn't go back <laughs> i'm a i'm a full forward ahead <laughs> kind of kind of person like it's, it's it's every now and then like i think it might have been just last minute or two ago uh, where I said, "Oh well, in this references minute something I did look up real quick. I looked I looked it up, you know, minute twenty seven or something. But but actually going and looking and rewatching older minutes, I haven't been doing that extremely extremely rarely. If I have, I just don't know why they would. Yeah, probably like dub that line in." Or maybe someone just said it and they they kind of caught it. Yeah, right. Recording. Yeah, happy accident. But if they didn't, and, and normally like they they would have set that up where you like kind of yeah the camera focuses on someone's shirt yeah to set that up. But I don't know. It was very peculiar. So I mean, I imagine like it was like a shirt with like a racy comment or just really low cut or something like that. I think I think something the movie does a, lo- a good job of is, and it's part of the reason it's such a it's it's an easy movie to go back to, is like there are a lot of little things like that that might seem throwaway, but they add some kind of texture. Like like when uh, when um, Dick mentions like, okay, the rumors are true, yada yada yada. You're like, uh, it, it like gives such a sense of like a band on the rise, kind of even before they there's a sense that's the reason like you see this movie it goes from a kid doing a story to the cover of rolling stone it's like you're watching them build up a ton but like even on another episode of of your show that i listened to like the where the mom gives a quote over the phone to russell and then the quotes from the wrong person it's like what's the purpose of that i don't necessarily really it you can't really pinpoint exactly why it adds to it but do that enough times throughout a whole entire movie. And you're like, someone was wearing some kind of interesting shirt in that crowd. And regardless of what that exactly was, it's still detail in the movie. Right. Is, yeah. Is, is it kind of like a, a Boba Fett syndrome, you know, where, you know, for the longest time, of course, <laughs> you know, empire was well, empire and the holiday special, <laughs> you know, and then a little <laughs> bit in Jedi too. Of course, but uh, you know, it, he was the he was the, that that's such a mysterious character, and your mind could fill in all the previous exploits that he might have had, and and what he was really like, you know, uh, yeah. furthering the the background of his character, um, and yeah, and even though we don't even really are sure about who this is, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was Jeff. It's kind of it seems like something that Jeff would Jeff would say, but and he and he's definitely the one of the most verbose people. I mean, he is the singer. I mean, he's not necessarily the, you know, something I've never really figured out is, you know, lyricist, lyric, lyricist wise, you know, is, is he the one coming up with the lyrics or, or is it really creatively so much more coming from uh, Russell? But um, yeah, it's, that's, that's some interesting points you're making there. It's, I didn't think I'd talk about that that much. We, we talk about that, that this one sentence, this one exclamation question <laughs> an exclamation so much but it's it's there there's something there yeah. too that i think you're right justin As i like that reading of it too justin did sprinkling those bits throughout the movie just gives it a, more of a texture but i don't know something I, something i love about this this scene like we're talking about coming in off off stage like you hear that they're all playing and it's like one of the moments in the movie and i mean it's still early and things get a little like they spin out as as time goes on but like 
it's like pure positive energy with all these people like they are all kicked up on couches they all clearly had a really really good show and i just kind of love the like and it's even like william kind of the story of the movie is him trying to get that interview with russell over Mm -hmm. and over over again right and it almost feels like russell's there and ready to talk and like and and just kind of loose and good and like maybe going to speak authentically and everything and then you get this moment to talk about management and this growing band and it's just like a and and like you really you really love their current manager with how like direct and forthright he is but he's also like just he's just realistic and like i think you better talk to him even though he's like kind of saying the guy's going to be a a dick Mm -hmm. and then and then jimmy fallon comes in and he's a little bit the guy you want to decide is the dick but even he's not unreasonable right even in his intro this i think there's just something very like almost every person in the scene even while being kind of like it's like a moment of conflict that gets introduced you like you like them all they're not unreasonable and there's a lot of moments in this movie where people are unreasonable and i like that i also like the way they did the transition from william trying to get that interview with russell to the introduction of okay you've got to meet this new manager (laughs) because it was such a great comedy bit. It it was all built up. There was all that positive energy, like Justin said, and he, he seems like he is about to get that good interview and he, he leans in with his question and you see that Russell is just getting ready to answer. And then Dick, bursts in very cartoonishly okay i need everybody's attention please and then the (laughs) camera pans away and it's like oh so close it is yeah that's like that's that's gonna happen over and over to william throughout the movie and that like in in retrospect when you focus in on this minute it's like he probably could have i mean i've done i've interviewed a lot of bands and stuff like he he would have had some that person was in a good place to sit and tell him some stuff you know and that's like an elusive thing throughout the whole rest of the movie the re- it's basically the reason he stays out with them and it kind of snowballs into this bigger thing hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Rolling down Highway 41. So one of the things he says is, so since they're not going to do the interview now, to your point about how this snowballs and continues on. So Russell says to him, okay, we can just pick this up and we'll do the interview in Maryland. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Maryland. <laughs> now what I couldn't remember is where they are right now in minute 76. Hmm. So it's like, how big of a trip is he signing on for when he agrees to that? Do you happen to, like, where was the concert? It could be Cleveland. Um, anywhere after that, could it be somewhere? I'm not, uh, I'm not f- figuring anything after that that they would have moved, that, 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 that it indicated that they moved on to. But, you know, I mean... You know, just just it's, and this and this is fine. You know, it's fine to talk about things I had and behind too. But you know, they're talking about Maryland yet. There's nothing Maryland in the future, as far as I can think of at this point, <laughs> either. So it's yeah, it's 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 you know they they certainly want to highlight certain things like Cleveland, like when they get there. Especially, I mean, it's it's, it's all about the hotel. There is the big thing that for that. You know, um, Greenville is definitely important because it's like the middle of nowhere, you know, to kind of idea. And that's where the deflowering happens. You know, there, there, there's important reasons for them to uh, indicate, you know, with, with the text on screen 
where they are sometimes, or maybe they indicate sometimes, you know, with with, with a mention of the city they're in, such as Greenville too. But um, yeah, that's it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but I, I would have to go with Cleveland because because I just don't think uh, there's been any other indication. Honestly, there's probably if you're a band out on in continuous motion yeah. like this band is, like probably there's almost like a detail you get about just being in like perpetual touring and all that stuff running together in not having something, not being able to pinpoint that and never actually ending up in Maryland in the movie, but just like, Hey, we're, it's, it's one of the places you pass through. It never gets its moment, but I think it's pretty cool. You know, you listing all, all of those yeah. places that they've gone to like that. It reminds me of this idea that I, I want to put out into the universe in the hope that it will manifest so, because I searched for it and I couldn't find it. And if it did exist, I would absolutely want to buy it. An illustrated map of yeah. almost famous. Yeah. Right. Okay. Following sure. along their tour yeah. and then pop up illustrations of some of the key moments. I'm a golden God, a tiny dancer, just picture it. Any yeah. artists out there? Honestly, get get into get into Adobe Illustrator and animate that thing, and get it like on a targeted ad by like December tenth, and you'll you'll move a bunch of those for Christmas. I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'd buy uh, it. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, gosh, the other the other thing to do, I think, uh, where I almost thought you were going for a moment, was uh, you know the the T-shirt that lists all the. Tour lo- tour spots. Tour oh, spots. that has to exist, right? Yeah, you know, and, and and corresponding dates as to the best that people could figure out. Right. Is that <laughs> is that the same T-shirt as the blurred out rest of the band, or is that a separate T-shirt scene? Oh yeah. <laughs> is, is, <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love the I love the blurred out band T-shirt thing. Yeah, and that's that's one I haven't done yet, but I definitely have it in mind to do at some point. But I've I've done like two, at least two, if not three or four others, uh, so far. Some different ideas. All at uh, tpublic.com/user/luckymustard. Um, you can find those. Um, nice. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, but then uh, if we can go back real quick, you know, there is the the. Uh, the the glance i mean we don't need to go through the whole paragraph essentially of what dick is his his thing here introducing the uh this uh other guy possibly replacing him what have you um but uh you know j- just looks back and forth between the band members as he's going over this with with these this, these couple different ideas i think that he's that he's talking about you know and and uh you know, when he says, I know you've all heard of Dennis Hope, I know you've all heard of him. You know, he's got all the big bands and, and just, just looks that, that mainly Russell and, and, uh, uh, Jeff are, are looking back and back at between each other, uh, during those, what Dick, Dick saying that stuff. It's, it's just, you know, I, I just, I just wonder, you know, you know, Dick says, I know you've all heard of him. And of course, that's something he could know, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he could he could have been in conversations or been overhearing conversations, unfortunately, uh, too, you know, where where certainly the name was mentioned and, and, and how how big and great possibly or infamous or what have you uh, this guy might be. Yeah, I think those guys, those guys get it. They're like, this is a big guy. And like, whether they like they're basically in the position of like, we know our band's on the ascent and we also just played a sweet show and we feel really good about it. Like we're, you're kind of in a driver's seat of like, like they, like Russell says, send them in, no problem. And then yeah. like uh, Jeff says, we'll send them out on a rail. It's like, they know, they know it's like an indication that they're kind of kicking ass, but also like you're our guy dick right yeah well and that's definitely i think something that right so jeff saying what he says there what you just said sent we'll send him out on a rail get rid of him that that's that's this vote of confidence in dick that that he's giving that he maybe ne- wouldn't necessarily normally have because i mean there definitely was the the t-shirt blow up scene 
you know, where, you know, it's, it's, it's being thrown in Russell's face that Dick is their manager because Dick is Russell's friend out of the group. You know, he's, they're the two that go back really probably possibly seemingly maybe further than Russell with any of the other three members of the band. Yeah. So (laughs) I did something nerdy. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I researched the expression Send him out yeah, on sure. a rail. <laughs> now, and I was surprised by what I found. So I, I first wanted to ask you to, do you have a guess about what it means? Mm. But, uh, well, I mean, let me throw it first to my, uh, to my co-host, right. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, something to do with trains, you know, locomotive trains. Okay, trains. What, Justin, what do you, do you got, have Justin? a guess? Yeah. That's that's all I see is just like throw something on its tracks and send it down a one way thing. I don't know trains. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best right. Thing that's exactly what I thought. However, what it is is a punishment most prevalent in the United States, 18th and 19th centuries, in which an offender was made to straddle a fence rail oh. held on the shoulders of two or more people. Damn. Because people is... are horrible, and we like to come up with good good embarrassing and painful ways to good work on that so send him out on a rail so like paint that picture to me like what are they doing so so, yeah it's two or more so just say it's like two people they're holding the ends of a fence post fence rail and then the offender that they're sending out of town has to straddle it so you know painful Damn, that is a lot more of a punishment. That's not just like a slide out of here, buddy. That's like yeah. a like a little more of an fu. Yeah, exactly. Although, although, does he know what that means? <laughs> as he as he googled it, maybe he's just heard it. Yeah, because he doesn't yeah. say it. He doesn't say like, "Yeah, go ahead, send him in. We'll send him out on a rail." Yeah. He's got it. It's he's very his, like loose. Yeah, his, his feet are all kicked up. He's like, man, I just turned so many people yeah. on tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he he's just given that consistent Jason Lee stoner skater vibe that he brings to <laughs> every performance. I just love. I just love. Like I don't know, Dick. Like I know that there's like Dick allegiances maybe slightly to Russell, but he just strikes me as a extremely fair and on the level person. And I think what you learn a little now and a little and much more in the next minute is that like that alone, once you get into like the politics of some like big, big band touring arenas and stuff like that, he doesn't mean he knows everything. It, It doesn't mean like there's, there, there are things that he doesn't know, but I don't know. I feel like his intentions are pure and I just, I, I like Dick. Hmm. Um, and the one other thing I, I want to mention before we get away from uh, Dick and go on to <laughs> uh, good old Mr. Dennis Hope um, that, uh, you know, he, with, with his saying girls, I need five minutes with the band alone. I always also think about William <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> like, okay, so he's staying. <laughs> He's he's not considered. This is this is one time he's not considered a girl or one of the girls that he's uh, that Dick is referring to. That's that's funny. That's a good point. Yeah, totally fi- fine for this child to stay because he's <laughs> a guy. But no. Well, and it's also that he's a Women reporter and, and he's going to hear this, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Which I mean, that that's the point of him being on the tour with them. But uh, every now and then, I mean, similar to you know the band members in the rooms in the rooms with their their groupies slash band-aids um you know that's that's something that uh, he's kept out of you know and uh this would be another thing similar to that where it's it's it can be a personal very personal thing and i mean maybe we don't really see you know going into the next minute we don't we don't see the the, the full outcome until it happens another minute later you know we have some intercut scenes um, and then we see kind of really what the outcome of this is, but 
you know, there's there's something that, that must have happened in here that, and and during that point is when maybe they would say, okay, well, uh, let us let us just the four four or four band members and Dick, or just even even Dick asking him to leave as well, um, possibly uh, could have happened, and we just we just won't know that. Um, but if if that's all we got until you know we actually see uh, this uh, Dennis Hope guy come in. And it is played by Jimmy Fallon, uh, very much more well known today than he was then. Although, I mean, it was you know SNL. He was doing SNL um, at this time. I'm awfully positive. Um, I should probably bring that up just to make sure. Unless, unless you guys looked into that as well. I'd I'd be like, yeah, you should you sh- you should look it up. But I, yeah, I thought so too. While you're looking it up. Let me tell you the rabbit hole that I went down when I researched whether or not the character he's playing was a real-life man. Right, yeah. Because, of mm-hmm. course, there are real people. There are actors portraying real people in this movie. Oh, yeah. And and since they give this big build-up, like, oh, of course you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. He's got all the big bands. I thought, hmm, Dennis Hope, Jimmy Fallon's character probably a real person there is a real person dennis hope yeah (laughs) it's it sounds like maybe you found this little tidbit too not a rock manager right but i guess he is a rock manager in a way because he (laughs) has owned the moon since 1980 when he realized a loophole in international law allowed him to stake claim to the entire moon and (laughs) sell off parcels and, yeah and, I, I saw that he was real estate i didn't get that far though <laughs> yeah but yeah that's 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 wonderful that's <laughs> that's amazing i definitely wonder i definitely had the like little like brain cell fire off my head like i wonder if this guy's real but the idea that he's a dude selling off parcels on the moon that's pretty good <laughs> um okay so that, for or Jimmy that, Fallon, the, that or that the other the other dentist is doing that Okay, so for Jimmy Fallon, uh, uh, Wikipedia, Saturday Night Live years, early seasons, 98 to 2000, later years, 2001, 2004. <laughs> for some reason, they want to want to divide it up by this movie coming out, I guess. <laughs> you know, pre-almost famous years, post-almost famous years on SNL. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and it even has a movie career of 2004, 2008, and then, of course, <laughs> back to television, 2009 until <laughs> now. Late night and tonight show. Um, so now the, the the bigger things that I looked up uh, Jimmy Fallon for is because you know, well, I, I got to this one article that's just uh, you know the fifteenth anniversary, and 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 you know uh, Cameron Crow posting like on Twitter or Instagram or something Twitter Twitter I think you know a picture of Jimmy in a in a scene that actually is later to be seen uh, deleted wise. Um, I don't think there's part a little part of it in the movie still. I think maybe uh, with like tents out outside, and that 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 goes into the scene with Penny and William. They go off in that in New York City when we get there. Um, but um, you know, and it's just a little back and forth. Not a whole lot to that. You know, just just that you know it was it was Jimmy Fallon when he was kind of new, um, compared to even just five years ago. Certainly, he, he was uh, Tonight Show by then. Um, but then the other one is that I, that, that then triggered in my memory. Oh yeah. There was also the list of alternate yes, titles. The list. <laughs> so, and it's, it's kind of something I've had in the back of my head that I definitely wanted to kind of get, get into a little bit at some point, you know, at least mention a couple of the ones that maybe kind of seem a little more interesting because some are pretty poor. <laughs> Justin, are you familiar with yeah. Jimmy Fallon's? Alternate title suggestions. Yeah. Alternate titles to the movie. Yeah. Yes. Well, because not, because not this movie really is bad. such a has had such a pr- issue with the title for it because the the the, the longer uh, director's cut uh, by about forty or so minutes longer uh, is called untitled because that's what Cameron Crowe wanted the movie to be called originally, but the studio just would not have it you know, for kind of obvious reasons. Um, 
because it is actually hard to find <laughs> at points, you know, if you're yeah. if you're not putting in enough other words too, you know, because it's also subtitled like the bootleg cut, even though it's it's totally legit and everything. I've heard about I've heard about the untitled, but I have not heard Jimmy Fallon's list of suggested. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it, here in where we're recording, Zoom, <laughs> I'll put it in chat real quick. You can follow that that article to see the wait, list as wait, well. Wait, before before oh. you do, I have an idea for a game. <laughs> let's let's play. Since Justin hasn't seen it yet, let's yeah. play two truths and a lie. Yeah, and. <laughs> We're going to ask you to guess which one is not on Jimmy Fallon's suggestions for titles for Almost Famous. Are you ready? So should I, should I click this, yeah. this so, link so in the thing point, or just watch for it. stuff in the chat? No, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say them. Okay, um, okay. okay. <laughs> make it more fun for the listeners that way. Um, okay, so give, two, give truths and, two truths and a lie. I'm with the band. Gather no moss. Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters. I'm going to say the one that's a lie and that is not a title is Gather No Moss. I'm going to say that hopefully. Nope, that was one of them. Um, <laughs> Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters. Um, let's do it one more time and I. So you can get some more of the really bizarre ones. Give them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doing it to the Neil Preston story. The volleyball incident. Some reshoots required. No more airplanes. I'm going to say the lie is the volleyball incident. (laughs) No, that was one of the real ones. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can did share he, it with when did, when did when when did Jimmy Fallon do this? My understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, it was contemporaneously with making the movie. Um, but then Cameron Crowe shared it on Twitter like a couple years ago. Like he dug out the original handwritten list. It's really something to see. Yeah, and 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 you know, I mean I I think, you know, you gave the doing it to the Neil Preston story. And Neil Preston is a great uh, guy I've heard on a couple of podcasts. WTF Mark Maron for one was the first one I think I heard. But uh, he, he was a photographer that was with Cameron Crowe. So he, it was it was actually kind of for, for at least a couple, if not more, you know, of, of these amalgamated, what became an amalgamated uh, uh, story for this movie. But um, but I mean, right after that is doing it three. This time it's personal. <laughs> I mean, I mean well, well, before the doing it too, there was just doing it. <laughs> so, right. so for some reason, he kind of came up with these sequel idea titles that are really weird. But yeah, you know, I, I think other decent, I think decent ones like I'm on the list. I mean, that that could have been pretty cool. Yeah, I like that one, too. If they had if they had repeated more scenes like the one where he's first getting into the first venue, the Black Sabbath concert. Yeah. If they had is, done is, more like that, that, that probably made it would have made even more sense. But is is almost famous one is one is that one that he had to like compromise and didn't necessarily like, or one that he also liked and was okay with? You know? Hmm. I think it's a good title. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine it being called anything else. <laughs> You'd be hosting Ooh. the I'm on the list minute or the <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or the volleyball incident minute. Or, Terrible. Or gather no <laughs> gather no minute. Or minutes. Oh gather yeah. No minutes? yeah. But but I mean that that's kind of one I like a little bit because it's 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 a direct reference to Rolling Stone. Um you know, the magazine that he's writing for at this point, you know, that's for sure. Um, so, and, and that's such a big, big deal. And I mean, we do have the subsequent, there's even a subsequent uh, cameo by, by the, uh, the uh, now, or no, it, yeah, he's still, he's still the uh, editor in chief owner, owner, what have you, Jan Winner. Yeah. Um, he stepped down from uh, being head of, head of the rock and roll hall of fame committee thing. 
induction committee um, this past year or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and I'm with the band. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's that's taken now. <laughs> it's been taken by <laughs> you know uh, 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 Miss also also on our network, right? Uh, Miss Pamela DeBarge. Nice. And uh, her her uh, book that she put out as a as a band aid slash could be. Jimmy Fallon's not a person that like you want to hate because he seems like a nice guy, you know, but I didn't, I never loved him on Saturday night live and I've never like connected with his show. But, but like I said, like he's, I don't dislike him. I just kind of was whatever on him, but I love him as this character. And like part of me kind of wishes he, he acted a little more in roles like that rather than the things he did do. I mean, he should do him, but, and that's worked out well, but I don't know. I like I liked seeing him in this. Um, well, one of the first things they say, I mean, there's this re- very odd, I think it's meant, that, meant to be odd, this high, high back and forth. Uh, and Russell then continues, you know, we've already got a manager. He's been with us from the beginning. And, and, uh, you know, that right away from Russell, I mean, I think, I think again, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, I don't know if saving face is quite the right word, but it's, you know, it's something it's, 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 it's at least something of a put on for Dick's benefit, you yeah. know, but, but, but they have to be, and, and, and they, they have to be open, I guess, in a sense to, to, uh, you know, we certainly hear more next minute about these reasons that they give <laughs> for not wanting to do what Dennis suggests. But um, uh, I mean, uh, Dennis then, you know, you know, he he's he's coming in and saying respectfully, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I believe in bands holding on to their roots. Yeah. Okay. Um, now I've I've mentioned to you guys and I, I, I think I did forget to tell you that I would probably be doing this um, but uh, I mentioned about the the, the, the longer director's cut um, so the deleted the scenes that were deleted from that to get what we have here I have been uh, going over a little bit you know generally uh, reading out the dialogue that said for for the for the for the shots that were that are uh, significant at least Wait, do we get one in this Absolutely. minute? Oh, you get some. You get nice. some. Nice. This is one of my but, favorite features on, yeah. on your okay. podcast. Thank you. Yeah. It's really like filled in the world of the movie for me. Yeah, and, and a little more next minute too, actually. And it's actually a little hard to tell for sure because it, cause besides just added stuff, there's even some moving around of things sometimes too. I'm, I'm, real, I'm finding out better as I, as I go through this movie, that's for sure. Um, but so, you know, suppose, uh, so apparently the, your manager here needs a manager that certainly kind of changes around a little bit, but what is added is Dennis saying, I will tell you the truth. I may enrage some and enthrall others. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, so he's bringing it, bringing it to front street there with a, with the F bomb. That's so funny. That's exactly what's on my business card. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's coming. That's coming in a lot hotter than the rest of the sort yeah. of tone. <laughs> Give a fuck respectfully. Yeah, yeah. You, you. I love the little like tucked in respectfullys like in in it. But he is he. You could tell he is doing some real like truth telling. Like it is kind of a hard bargain type thing that you like. The subtext is a line like you just read, but that makes that like like bluntly said, like right up front. Uh-huh. Um, and then actually, the only other thing actually is is a non non verbal thing, but it's it's uh just a little extra shot of uh, Larry <laughs> sitting on the couch, <laughs> you know. And, and and his look when he's sitting there, and actually Jeff is actually very much in the foreground as well, a little bit blurry, but uh, but but definitely uh, the main focus is uh, supposed to be Larry, the bassist, 
Yeah, Larry. Larry. He's got a bad Larry, attitude. You know, he's just he's not liking this. <laughs> Larry, especially with like, like I don't know how much you guys listen to Mark Kozilek and all that and all his music, uh-huh. but like, he's just a perfect like. Just seeing him sitting there saying nothing is always entertaining in that movie. He's just a funny face in that movie. Yeah, yeah I don't know that I've listened to any Sun Kill Moon. And I should get around to that. But uh, uh, I was introduced to Red House Painters and their cover of I Am a Rock when I was in college. And that's just a, been a huge favorite cover <laughs> for the longest, nice. longest time. I need, to, I need to listen to that. Like Sun Kill Moon. The Sun Kill Moon album, Benji, is so good. Okay. And But but around that time, I mean, he he's he's just a prickly bastard. Okay. He's, a, wow. he's a real – he's a – and I say this as a person who came to Mark Kozilek really late. Like I didn't listen to yeah. Red House Painters, and uh, but like around that time, like the War on Drugs got pretty big, and so around the time that album Benji came out, which is really good, the War on Drugs put out the I can't remember their real good album from like four years ago, and there was like I'm gonna say say some some R-rated words in a second, but oh sure that they were they were playing a festival and war on drugs was playing like over the hill at a different stage on this festival and he's like who's that band over there like you could hear the band bleeding onto his like quiet solo musician stage and he said the next song i write is going to be called war on drugs suck my cock (laughs) and then and then he wrote and recorded that song and it's like seven minutes long with like a full-on chorus of that it's like to me to me to have seen almost famous when i was younger discovered that 10 years later then rewatched it again a couple weeks ago and been like oh my god that's that guy that did did that <laughs> just a wow. he's kind of a you could tell he's kind of a genius but maybe a, a real bastard <laughs> um and then we uh get cut off when uh dennis is saying you're mana <laughs> and he's not talking about bread <laughs> <laughs> or some kind of food <laughs> what have you nice um i so i think we need to uh unless you guys have any more notes that you want to discuss anything else mm, no i think i like it i think it's good i think it, i think it it's definitely flies right into that next minute yeah yeah we'll definitely yeah. pick up so I, I am good for this minute i have yeah. more to say about <laughs> dennis hope and his pitch when he gets into it but that's really more in the next minute uh, so, uh, Jarf, uh, with your being our co-host, I kind of asked you to do this first. Do the ranking of the four bands that are most commonly believed to make up the band Stillwater. And uh, just for a little, in case we have any uh, new listeners for some crazy reason, um, Almond Brothers, Eagles, Led Zeppelin, and Leonard Skinner is what uh, you'll have to choose from. And uh, just let us know right off the bat, uh, are you going to go favorite to least or vice versa? So I'm going to go favorite to least. And favorite was easy, Almond Brothers, oh, the wow. sweet harmonies. Now, when I got to two and three, that was a little bit tougher <laughs> because Zeppelin, I, I appreciate they have a lot of cachet. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just going off of, if I'm flipping around the radio stations and it's the Eagles or Zeppelin, which one am I going to definitely stay and listen to the song? It'll be the Eagles. So I did Allman Brothers, Eagles, Zeppelin next, and then Skinner's just last. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have a particular dislike for Skinner or are they, are they just still high? <laughs> but they're just not the, of these four. <laughs> they're the last. I mean, they can be fun and then they're, they're kind of trash too. It's, yeah. you know, it's like, County fair music. (laughs) The one fun personal note that I have about Zeppelin um, is legendary Phillies second baseman Chase Utley used cashmere as his walk-up music. Mm -hmm. Chase was on the 2008 World Series team. So anytime I hear that song, I get that old feeling like something legendary is going to happen okay i thought you were gonna say you're you think about baseball <laughs> i i know i know the feeling of associating a song with a 
And I'm I'm a big uh, Dodgers person, and Chase Utley wound down his career over there. Sure, sure. And, and also, like I have to say this to tie in, this was possibly on the on the podcast I did about Jackson Brown, maybe the highlight of it, which is just really amusing to me, is I got a really beautiful, long, extremely like thankful email from the guy who's played the Philly fanatic for the last 25 years. <laughs> wow. That and that to me, to me, all I mean, other mascots, whoa. all so other mascots, mas- yeah. any other baseball mascot, and I'm and I'm I'm sending that to junk. Just kidding, I'm not actually doing that, but like, that's the mascot, that's the guy, like that's yeah. the Philly fanatic, and that so he's guy, a big, he's he's a big Jackson Brown fan, apparently. Yeah, big Jackson wow. Brown fan. Yeah, that's amazing. I was blown. I was like, I've never forwarded an email to more people. And he's talking, <laughs> and he's talking about being the mascot, sitting in an empty Philly stadium, still being the mascot in the coronavirus quarantine and stuff. Just, mm-hmm. just beyond wow. cool to me. So, loves Jackson Brown, That's and great. honestly, probably loves the Eagles too. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny picturing the fanatic typing out that really earnest email to you just trying to type with his like his big green paws oh you know? my god you're telling me yeah that's exactly <laughs> exactly um so uh now we come to justin and we'll ask you about your uh history with the movie what you got so my history is i saw it i didn't see it in theaters but i definitely saw it within a year or two yeah. after it came out mm-hmm. and so like year 2000 makes me I graduated high school the following year. So I was in high school. I, I saw it in high school, saw it again multiple times in college as I did like, I had like a big like early 2000s spending too much money on CDs kind of phase, you know, like when like Barnes and Noble would charge you like 1999 oh, for man. like, for like Madman Across the Water by Elton John or something, which you're like buying and you've never even heard it. And and what's weird is like in parallel, I was doing the same exact, I was also downloading music from Kazaa and Napster yeah. and all that too. But I don't know. I went, I went hard on, on a lot of that music and I know I watched a, a roommate. I did, I've never owned a lot of DVDs, but a roommate owned um, almost famous. And so like, I have the like experience of putting it in watching it and then having it end and hearing like the dvd like like uh like thing loop and stuff and so watched it a lot then but then but before coming on this i honestly had put in i'd probably done about at least at least five and maybe 10 years without seeing it so i watched it i i put a hold on it at my local library picked it up at a safe distance the other day and then came back and watched it and this super fun. Cool. Yeah, that's that's uh yeah, it sounds like you've been we, we, we kind of had a similar experience with, you know, not necessarily seeing it very right very much right away, but but pretty close to beginning and uh but you were you were just a little bit younger than me and just a little more uh extra time I think on your hands. I was starting starting new job and stuff around that time and yeah, I was like early fresh freshman sophomore yeah. junior college probably watching it a lot. It was kind of like a watch it a lot around the first five years it came out, but then maybe once or twice since then. So that's great. Um, yeah. So uh, and hopefully uh, both of you can uh, come back. Like I said, for next week, minute seventy-seven. Then quick plug in from both of you, uh, Justin. You just go ahead and continue from you were just talking. If you want to give uh, some uh, socials out for your shows, your, your current show, and. Yeah, so I mean, on my my personal social media is Cox Justin on Twitter, C O X J U S T I N, and then I produced a show called After the Deluge, which goes one album at a time through the Jackson Brown discography with a bunch of different guests, Rolling Stone writers, and things like that. Yeah, and you can hear it at Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, it's at uh, pantheonpodcast.com. dot com. It is. You want to find a whole bunch of shows there nowadays. It's like uh, apparently around 60 at this point, which is like, I think, double of what it was when I first started a good uh, last fall, 2019. Good year and a half ago, about now, from when this was coming out almost, maybe, roughly. That's cool. Um, yeah, this, that's great. Um, and Jarf, where can people find you? So I did a podcast in the same format, Movies by Minute, with the movie Joe versus the Volcano. And that was with 
one of your previous guests, yeah. Tierney, from way earlier in the movie. So you can find that show on Twitter and Instagram at Joe versus Minute. And then, like I mentioned earlier, I, I've just been I've been roaming the podcast universe guesting on other movies by minute shows. And so you can follow me on Instagram at Jarf Harden and, and I'll link to wherever I pop up next there. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, uh, and, and personally, I'll just give out my little personal uh, Twitter handle. It's at lucky mustard. Um, and you can find me at plenty of other places too, as lucky mustard. And even as, uh, when someone else has swooped in and taken that for some reason, before I've gotten there, like on Instagram, <laughs> I'm uh, at lucky mustard Dean just added ING at the end. Um, mm. is how I get by. No one ever thinks to use that one. Apparently. Um, but, uh, then, uh, you know, the shows, the, so the shows, uh, socials are, uh, at Facebook. Uh, we have our page, facebook.com slash almost famous minute. You can like us there and join our group, uh, uh, the band-aids listener society and come and talk about, uh, these minutes with, uh, uh, first, first time in, uh, into this movie at this late in the game, uh, Jimmy Fallon is Dennis Hope really great really great character and we'll be able to f follow up with him next minute 77 like i was saying um so until next time we'll be back uh, for minute 77 in a week and until next time it's all happening it's all happening, it's all happening. <laughs> i am a golden god yeah! 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 and i It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.